Hello and welcome to Wizard Studies. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And today we are going to be wrapping up our subject series. Is that what we called it? Yeah. Our subject series (laughs) that we started over two years ago. Or not over two years ago, over a year ago (laughs) now. Um, We started it in conjunction. With our movie rewatch, right? They, like, started around the same time? Or did the I movie think rewatch start a little bit before? The movie rewatch started a little before. The subject series, I think we started for September 1st last year. Yeah. And yeah. then we, like, didn't do it for a really long time recently. But it's back. <laughs> it's back. It's back. Well, we had been doing be it, done. like, every other month. And I think with, like, the part... When the movie... Well, I guess we kind of generally always split up the movies into two parts. But, like, it yeah. pushed the subjects further and further apart um but yeah we're going to be finishing up the last couple subjects that we haven't talked about yet and that we couldn't do a full episode on quite so this will kind of be jumping around to some of the leftover subjects yeah so our patron of the episode is linda thank you linda for all of your support yes thank you and as far as announcements go, I do have a, a call for responses. <laughs> um, so our next episode, our next like main episode, we are, drumroll, going to be redoing our Ron episode. Um, <laughs> we've talked about this like basically since we did it because it was kind of trash because it was the first episode and yeah. Besides our intro episode, it was the first episode we ever recorded. Do you think um, we need to go back and listen to it? I will not be going back and <laughs> listening to it. Actually, though, that could be, like, a review of it could be a, a section on this episode. Oh, my God. Yeah, we should, like, um, we should listen to it and give our thoughts and, like, our critique. Yeah. Uh. Um, and anyway, we're obviously not going to just, like, do talk about the exact same things. Uh, so we're going to, like, maybe dive a little bit deeper on Ron. And, um, I mean, we could elaborate more on some of the sections that we did. But if you listeners have any specific topics you would like us to discuss regarding Ron, um, specific relationships or instances or whatever um particular things about ron that you want us to talk about and you think we could talk about for a little bit in the redo of the episode then send those our way and hopefully this will be better than the first time yeah oh my god i'm trying to remember what recording that episode was like because we were didn't we record like a couple of them at once. I or think like, we recorded our intro episode and then the Ron one, like the same yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I like. I remember record. I used that was like back back when I was in school. Yeah, <laughs> I we I used to like rent rooms in the library and like I definitely did. Like I was there for that recording. I remember that. Yeah. For some reason, I think I remember the recording of our Luna episode more than the recording of our Ron episode. 
I don't really remember any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Very few of them I have recollection of. They all just like run together in my my mind. Well, I'm also the one who can never remember which episodes we've done. So (laughs) maybe don't trust me. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, we can jump into this episode. Um, so we, like Katie said, we're going to be talking about, I think it's five different classes. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Yeah. Five different classes. Um, oh shoot. Wait, did you, did I assign you to do astronomy? Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Good job. Um, (laughs) so before we get into the specific classes, I just wanted to do like a kind of a recap and overview of the Hogwarts like course catalog, if you will, and the required courses and the electives. Um, all of these that we've like covered at some point during this series. So as you probably know, students must take the seven core classes um, up until their sixth year and then after the OWL. After the OWLs, they can um, choose which ones they want to continue with, depending on their career or how they did on the exams. Um, But those seven core classes are astronomy, which we'll talk about today, um, charms, defense against the dark arts, herbology, history of magic, which we'll talk about today, potions, and transfiguration. Those other five um, that we're not talking about today We have specific episodes on them. So Charms, Defense Against the Dark Arts, Herbology, Potions, and Transfiguration. I, like, do not have a recollection of doing all of those, but we have done them all. Yeah, Um, I I remember the Transfiguration episode. I feel like that that was, like, a good episode. (laughs) Um, So if you want to learn more about those subjects, you can check back. Um, But those are the core classes at Hogwarts. Um, The other mandatory class is that First years have to take flying lessons. Um, it's not, it's more, it's like lessons as opposed to a class. It seems like it's not really like for grade or something that happens like all year. Maybe just happens a couple times. It's like to make sure you know how to fly a broom, I guess. <laughs> um, I always thought that was kind of weird. But I guess it's kind of like driver's ed. That's what. So but that's like what it's driver's ed part one. Too. And then apparitions, driver's ed part two. Because, okay. like, if you don't want to apparate, flying is, like, your next best bet or, like, flu powder. But flu powder, there's a little bit, like, less freedom of, like, where you're going and where you're starting from. Yeah. I guess. So, it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, so then from third year on, students have the option to take electives. I think they are required to take three electives. Um and those are arithmancy, care of magical creatures, divination, muggle studies, and ancient runes. Um, so care of magical creatures and divination are... Oh, shoot. Did we not do a divination episode? No, we did. But I don't know if it was part of our subject series. Because I think we did, like, a divination and Trelawney episode. Oh, okay. I think it's right? part of our Trelawney episode, yeah. Yeah, or at least, like, it might not have been... We might have had, like, a section on divination. Or we might have just, like, talked a lot about it. Yeah. Like, we might have talked about the curriculum and that kind of stuff in that episode. Yeah. I don't think we went that in-depth. But it's okay. <laughs> Maybe we can come back to it. Maybe we'll revisit the subject series. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but we did do a Care of Magical Creatures episode because that is like kind of serves more like a core class in the in the plot of the books just because um, Hagrid teaches it and like we always see those classes. Um, but the other three, we two of them Harry doesn't take, and no, all three of them Harry doesn't. Take. Yes. Do you only have to take two electives? Yes, because Harry and Ron only took divination and care of magical creatures. Yeah. So I you only need to be taking take three. Nine class. I think you can take three. Like, I mean, obviously, like Hermione, you can take as many as you want if you prove you can handle it. But I feel like three isn't, I need a time turner level of classes, you know? Yeah, yeah, Because Hermione takes three, I think, after, like, after. Yeah, because she drops. She takes arithmancy, carabontical creatures, and ancient runes. Because she drops yeah. muggle studies and divination. Yeah, she storms okay. out of divination. Um, and then the other, like, additional lessons. Um, so in sixth and seventh year, apparently you can take alchemy, which this was in, like, a Pottermore writing. Um, and this is, like, an example of a specific subject that's sometimes offered to older students if there's enough demand. Um so, like, I guess, like, if a group of, like, six years got together and we're like, we want to learn alchemy, the school would, like, provide it. Um, and I'm sure that that's probably the case for some other subjects, too, but we just don't know what they are. Um, Harry was never that dedicated to his studies. Um, and then uh, the apparating lessons. Apparition. 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 I always said apparition. 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 Yeah. Apparition. But you apparate. With Wilkie Twycross. Wait, what are the three Ds? Destination, determination, deliberation. Deliberation. I think I said that in the wrong order. I think it's deliberation, determination, destination. I don't know. I don't know. I always thought it was... I always thought it was destination, determination, deliberation. Either way. I can't keep these in my head because for soccer, we had like the four D's of defense mm. and it's deny, <laughs> delay, direct, destroy. And so anytime <laughs> I want to like come up with the three D's of operating, I can't <laughs> because I just think deny, delay, direct, destroy. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Which oh, I mean could maybe... No, it really couldn't apply. Direct. Direct could probably <laughs> apply. Um, but anyway, th- it's an optional course that you can take in your sixth year, and it's kind of like taking driver's ed, as we talked about. Um, it's not for credit, but it's like kind of like to be able to then get your license when you're of age. Um, and it kind of seems like it's like ministry-sponsored and not really like a school thing. It just like happens at Hogwarts because that's where all the 16-year-olds are. Like, makes yeah. sense. So yeah, that's it for yeah, classes. Yeah, definitely like a third party uh, comes in and teaches it. So for our first one, I'm going to be talking a little bit about history of magic. So this is a core class, um, but kind of like we've talked about, I don't know if we could really 
quite do a full episode on history of magic um because a lot of the ones that we could do full episodes on we either had a lot of class time in them or like um we knew kind of a little bit more about the professors of those subjects and we could also kind of like tie them into the episode like we did professor sprout and herbology Mm -hmm. and i think we did flitwick and charms in the same episode as well so but we don't know enough about either the subject or Professor Bins to really do <laughs> its own episode. So History of Magic is a core course taught by Professor Cuthbert Bins, if you ever were, inter- were interested in what his first name was. He's the only ghost professor at Hogwarts. So we don't know a whole lot about him. Really, the only thing we know about him is like how, I guess not even how he died, but like the circumstances of his death because he died while he, he had fallen asleep in the staff room and he died in his sleep and he just like got up to teach like nothing had ever happened. And I always kind of thought there was this like underlying subtext of like, does Bins know he's dead? Um, yeah, cause like Good there, it's never like, cause they, they always phrase it. Like he got up to teach, like nothing had ever happened or something like that. You know, like he just carried on with his daily life as if nothing had ever happened, <laughs> but he died. So something did happen. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like, I think. I wish we knew a little bit more about Professor Benz. Like, I, I think he's a fairly boring person, so I don't know, like, how interesting the stuff <laughs> you would find out about him was. But it just is very interesting to me that he just kind of, like, continued to go on teaching. And, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Nobody is, like... I'm surprised he's still allowed to teach. Not only because, like, I don't know, like, he just seems like a terrible professor, I mean, he doesn't, like, pay attention to his students. Like, no. That's, like, kind of an important thing. He, like, doesn't even know their names. Like, he calls Hermione Mrs. Grant or something at some point. Yeah. Um, and it's at least mentioned in, like, the first or the second book, I think, that he, like, falls asleep in class fairly often. <laughs> Um, Wait, really? You felt like... Well, yeah, because that was, like, a big plot point in Hogwarts Mystery. No, it's, like, a big plot point in Hogwarts Mystery, remember? And I think it's because... I think it was mentioned in the first couple books, and then I feel like it was never mentioned again, because, like, I think she backtracked on that, kind of. Um, But, yeah. He just, like, doesn't seem like a very competent professor, and he's a ghost, so I just feel like it's kind of, like, a double whammy of, like, why is he still here in teaching? I don't want to have this conversation, but I just want to make the point. It's still (laughs) unclear. It is still unclear why or how he... (laughs) Oh, this episode hasn't come out on Patreon, has it? It will by the time this is up. Yeah. <laughs> it's still unclear how he interacts with the world as a ghost and yes. the science of being a ghost and, like, how is he supposed to grade papers or do anything yeah. as a ghost. And if you want to hear more on that and my major gripes with the ghost scenario, become a patron and listen to our October patron episode. <laughs> Yeah, we go uh, we go down quite the rabbit hole talking yeah. about the physics of ghosts in the <laughs> Harry Potter universe. 
Um, and spoiler alert, we don't come to a satisfying conclusion. It's not, it's not satisfying at all. I just want more people to listen to that episode so that we can someone can dialogue. tell me. Someone can explain it to me, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, getting back to history of magic, I just yawned like I was in a history of magic class. <laughs> um, it, since it is a core course, it is a class that Hogwarts students have to take at least until the end of their fifth year. Because they have to take an OWL on it. And in this class, you're supposed to learn all about the history of the magical community. And, like, this is a class where magic is never used. It's purely, like, information, knowledge, theory-based kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, And it's known to be one of the most boring classes in all of Hogwarts. Professor Professor Binns is known to just drone on and on about... (laughs) Goblin rebellions, witch hunts, the inter- international warlock conventions, giant wars, and the international statute of secrecy. Those are like um, most of the things we hear like name dropped throughout I feel the like series. It's always goblin rebellions. Yeah, like goblin head, rebellions that's the only is like thing they talk about. Yeah, I think there's a like um, witch hunts is what Harry has to write his like summer essay on in between uh, second and third year, and we learn about that like witch who would purposely get caught because she liked the feeling of being burned at the stake. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was her? It was like oh crap. What was her name? What's her name? Uh, it's definitely not going to come to me. Anyways. <laughs> Um, and the book that they use, or at least the only known book that they use, is A History of Magic by Bethilda Backshot. Oh, yeah. That? I know. Um, and then some notable, notable events that have happened in History of Magic class. Um, I always forget this, but Binns was actually the one who told them the story about mm. the Chamber of Secrets, not Professor McGonagall. So that's actually when... Professor Binns misnames Hermione because Hermione's the one to, like, ask him about Mm. it. Um, And he kind of, like, reluctantly talks about it. But I think there's, like, a line in there that, like, it was the first time he'd held all of the students' attention. So he was just, like, relishing in that. (laughs) And so he just, like, kept talking about the Chamber of Secrets. Um, And then during the OWL exam for History of Magic is when Harry saw the vision of Sirius being tortured by Voldemort Mm. and the Department of Mysteries, and he, like, leaves early, um, and he ends up failing that, but he probably would have failed no matter what. (laughs) Because I think, like, time was almost up anyways, and he was like, I'm not going to be able to answer any more questions anyways. He, like, tells the proctor on the way out. Yeah. Does... I think it's also history of magic when, like, Hedwig comes to the window injured and Harry just, like, gets up and leaves. Yeah, and he goes to the staff room yeah. for some reason. And like, Professor it's the only Grubbly time we've Plank seen. is there. Yeah, and, like, McGonagall's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it was only that stuff that happens in history of magic. Otherwise, I think we, they always have like conversations in history of magic too. Yeah, I was gonna say I feel like a lot of stuff that we hear about history of magic is either like when they're just like talking over Professor Bins or when they're like, dang, history of magic was so boring today. Yeah, and they're like, Hermione, can we have your notes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's like all I have about history of magic. I know I've talked about in the past how like I feel like this would be one of my favorite classes at Hogwarts if it was taught by like a competent 
professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really, like, stand by that. I really like history, and I think magical history would be, like, that just more interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so next I'm going to talk about arithmancy, which is an elective class, um, and we don't know a ton about it. Um, we're told that it has to do with the magical properties of numbers, and it has been described as, quote, predicting the future using numbers with a bit of numerology mixed in. And so I will talk more about numerology later, but basically, like, I view arithmancy kind of as, like, the, like, magical, like, ooh, legit, I'm using air quotes, version of numerology, where it's, like, numerology is, like, the pseudoscience, like, what muggles would do, you know? Um, And we also know that this is Hermione's favorite class, and it's kind of known to be hard and require a lot of, like, charts and notes and dedication and focus. Um, So, of course, it's Hermione's favorite. Um, It is taught by Professor Septima Vector. um, And we know her first name only because it was on a list on Pottermore. But the name Septima um, is derived from the Latin word for seventh. And then we also know, obviously, um, this is talked about a lot in the Harry Potter fandom, that seven is like... uh, the most magically powerful number and it occurs a ton of times throughout the series because of that um and so makes sense that like the arithmancy professor would have her name derived from the number seven um and then vector as her last name obviously is a pun on her teaching like it's kind of like the math like the it's like the math version uh, that of in the magical world the magical world version of math. There we go. Um, and vector is like a physics or a math term. Um, we know that Professor Vector is kind of strict and she gives lots of hard homework to her students, but Hermione seems to like her. And there are like a couple times, I think, where she runs off to talk to her about a problem or like if she like she thinks she messed something up on her home homework and she like runs to talk it through with her um so sounds like she's a good professor but we don't know if that's just because like Hermione's super invested in the class but again like why would you take this class if you weren't invested in it because it seems like it's hard and it's like totally optional and you could take easier ones um there is purportedly an advanced arithmancy studies class this was attributed to the prisoner of Azkaban movie on the wiki um and I think it's just, like, it says that there's just, like, a classroom where that's happening. Totally unclear where that comes from. I feel like it'd have to be something, like, in the script in or, the like... In the script, it says, like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, walk past the room where the advanced arithmetic studies class yeah. is or something like that. But also, Or something like, to do with the set. I don't really know why that's, like, a noteworthy thing because, like, theoretically, all of these electives, like they would get like more advanced True. as yeah. students you wouldn't just take, take like them. the same class every year although i wonder if like arithmancy like it seems like not a lot of people take it like i wonder if by like seventh year it's like basically an independent study because like one student yeah. <laughs> wants to take it yeah um 
And their required textbook is called Numerology and Grammatica. Um, we know this just because, like, Hermione can't find it once, and she asks uh, Harry and Ron if they've seen it. And so, um, just a bit more on numerology. Um, so this is, like, within the muggle world, outside of Harry Potter. Um, per Wikipedia, numerology is the pseudoscientific belief in the divine or mystical relationship between a number and one or more coinciding events. It is also the study of the numerical value of the letters and words, names, and ideas. It is often associated with the paranormal alongside astrology and similar to div divinatory arts. Um, so the basically it's like it is kind of like arithmetic is described it's like using numbers and like the way numbers show up to predict when things are going to happen um and you can also like predict things about people based on like there's kind of like a chart for like the letters each letter kind of refers to a number and then you can like add those up in someone's name and then like the the add up the digits of the total and all these things to like learn things about people and whatever <laughs> like figure out their future um and I think it's interesting because like Hermione's so anti-divination but kind of sounds like arithmetic is just like maybe a more like concrete form of divination um which I guess the issue with to her is that like divination is not concrete so I'm sure she likes about arithmetic that like anyone can do it it just takes like a lot of like hard work and dedication whereas like divination is all like wishy-washy not really grounded in anything besides just like believing whether or not somebody actually sees something um so numerology is like has been around since ancient times basically um and it kind of like went through a period in uh like the middle ages where it was really not positively viewed by the church and people have pointed or and so like it was kind of like seen as like devilish or whatever you know how like the church went through a time where it was just like anything that wasn't taught by the church i mean this is basically still now but <laughs> back in the day they like did the same thing to like galileo yeah um but, like, people have been like, well, there's number significance in the Bible, too. Like, the numbers three and seven are really important in the Bible, and those are supposed to be significant numbers in numerology. Like, because God created the world in seven days, and Jesus, uh, Jesus asked God three times if he could avoid crucifixion, and that he was crucified at three in the afternoon. So, like, there's like a lot of significance... Yeah, like the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity, uh, yeah. all those things, yeah. And so, I don't know. I feel like the people who believe in numerology are like, that's like their ha, like stick it to the church yeah. view. <laughs> I mean, it's very similar to some of the stuff that's going on now. Like, God gave us an immune system. Why do we need vaccines, you know? <laughs> Just so, <laughs> you think back in the day they were like, God gave us numbers. Why do we need numbers? <laughs> well, just, like, why, like, uh, God has a future plan for us. Why do we need to, like, yeah, well, mess with it? Yeah. I took a class in college called Science, Magic, and Religion. 
was not as thrilling as it sounds. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be the coolest class I would ever take. It was not. It was also at 8 a.m. on Monday and Oof. Wednesday. Monday. Um, but, yeah, the, like, we didn't talk a lot about magic at all. It was mostly about science and religion. But, like, those two things have often been at odds. And I'm not saying neuter- numerology is science. It is very much not science. But... <laughs> um, it kind of, like, falls into, like, the science category versus um, religion. And, like, I guess the argument for the church would be, like, it, God determines our fate, not these numbers. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. I always think those kind of uh, debates are interesting to... to learn about um well i feel like it's also interesting bringing in magic to the conversation because i feel like at different times and like with different circumstances either the church or science have like called each other and been like that's magic yeah you magic is used as like a just like the unknown like unexplained um and like whether you can explain the science or not if people don't want to listen or believe it like they can just call it magic you know and kind of like the other way around with like miracles and like well that's magic yeah you know it's like been pointed at each other like they've pointed that word at each other in like a bad throughout history yes yes exactly um and then i don't know i just think it's funny that they have an arithmetic class at hogwarts because like (laughs) it's like magic teaching pseudoscience that the church is against and like it's all like crossroads and it just is kind of like funny that like I don't know I think the author's like trying to say something here with like uh muggles have like their pseudosciences and I don't think like arithmancy is really supposed to be a pseudoscience in the magical world but it's like I think the point is like it's shockingly similar how like muggles pseudoscience could be similar to like magical quote-unquote real science well yeah you know, i mean like, like reading tea leaves like yeah we can do that just as theoretically just as well as harry potter could exactly you know? but in the magical world it's like it's seeing like, yeah a lot of people see it as like a legitimate form of predicting the future whereas yeah in our world we're like you can't predict the future with tea leaves i mean most <laughs> people some people think you can so i'm not gonna <laughs> knock on that well also like just talking about religion in the series i think it's always been interesting to me to have people like uber religious people or uber religious groups like not like accept like not accept harry potter but like ban harry potter or like not let their kids read harry potter because honestly you could like do some really deep dives into like religious themes and connections into the harry potter series there's like a lot of direct inspiration that you can point to and like we've briefly talked about i don't think either of us are like super knowledgeable nor passionate about like religion in general and having that discussion with harry potter so if you are interested i recommend going check going to check out episodes of harry potter my sacred text yeah um that's a podcast done by i don't know if they're they like work in the church in any aspect or used to or study i think they studied religion um but yeah it's a very interesting i've listened to a couple of their episodes yeah so i mean i think yeah i I don't feel qualified to like (laughs) do the do an episode on that but i I think it's super interesting and like 
also took a religion class in college and like found it fascinating um but i don't know enough to like do it justice of the deep dive so that's a good recommendation if any of our listeners have thoughts on that i would be interested to know like if you were raised in a particularly religious household or if you are particularly religious any any religion and like how your religion views harry potter if that was at all an issue like i think that's really interesting because i think sometimes like some of the some huge harry potter fans like weren't allowed to read it as kids and that's like kind of like what drew them to it and sometimes like I feel like also a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, like, my family's super religious, but, like, nobody cared, and I was allowed to read it, and... Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Oh, are you done with that thing? I'm done. That was a really okay. long tangent on arithmancy, <laughs> but that's Hermione's favorite subject. That's all we know. Next. Yeah. <laughs> um, so next, I'm going to be talking about ancient runes, and I really have, like very little notes about this class there's not a whole lot I could find about it um about whether like about what the context was and like Hermione's the only one who's gone to it so Mm. Harry doesn't have any firsthand knowledge of it um um but the class it's an elective course taught at Hogwarts by Bathsheba Babbling which I like don't (laughs) recognize that name at all is it cited anywhere I think, like, it was listed on the wiki, and I feel like we have all of the, like, we know all the other professors' names. I'm going to check the source. It might be from uh, Pottermore. Pottermore. Yeah, I don't know if it's a name that's ever name-dropped in the series. Um, but, like, Professor Vector and Professor Sinistra. Are, and, yeah, there's a totally mentioned. Burbage, like, Charity Burbage is also mentioned. So it's weird that, like... Cheetah babbling. Yeah. Uh, it's cited, the note is, or the reference is JKR's official site. Okay. Oh, so it's, I mean, at least, so it's older than Podmore. Yeah. Um, but it still probably was never mentioned in the actual series. Yeah, if it's mentioned in the series, they usually put that, so. Yeah, first, yeah. Um. Interesting. So, Yeah. Um, that's the ancient runes professor. Um, and so ancient runes, I guess, is the study of like all texts that used ancient runes. Um, and I got the impression that like, I've, I got the impression through researching this and also just like through how it's talked about in this series that like ancient runes is not like, cause it's, it's translating runes into English is like what the class is and mm-hmm. like understanding ancient runes. But I got the impression that like ancient runes isn't like one language. It okay. seems like they did like multiple cultures runes. I was always confused by that because I was like, is ancient runes one thing? But that makes so much more sense that like they learn, yeah. like, you know, like they might learn like the equivalent of Latin and then like the equivalent of like hieroglyphs and yeah and like uh obviously those aren't like latin is uses our alphabet and probably isn't ancient runes but like from different parts of the world yeah that was like kind of what i always understood because we one of like the biggest name drops of ancient runes like practically is when hermione mentions that she thought the deathly hallow symbol was an ancient rune when she first saw it and she was like i scoured all of my Mm. books like i couldn't find it and i feel like if you studied a language for the amount of time that hermione had like i like i don't know i feel like that you would have 
I don't know. You wouldn't have to scour many textbooks to figure out. So that's like that's why yeah. it makes me feel like there's like multiple different cultures, runes that they learn in this class, not just like one set alphabet kind of thing. If that yeah. makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. And also like runes gives like this goes along with the Deathly Hallows symbol, but like when I hear the word runes, like I think of like kind of like not letters in the way we think of letters obviously yeah. letters and how we think of them like they are just i mean they like letters are just like drawings and like specific like symbols but like more i think of like more slightly more like intricate drawings and like i don't know like where where like a a rune means like a whole word in our yeah. language as opposed to like just one letter yeah yeah and i think um runes are something that like are part of a lot of people's magic systems if that makes sense like in a lot Mm -hmm. of like worlds and like fantasy worlds runes are part of a magic system and that's like how you cast magic is like writing runes or like sign like like somehow protective runes yeah that you can like place around an area um and i know that like runes like old Scandinavian runes mm-hmm. were used in Frozen mm-hmm. um, to like kind of explain some of like that magic. Not explain, but like it was used in like the magic system in Frozen as well. Um, just it's kind of like a pop culture reference to the thing I was talking about. So my question with ancient runes is like, is it based on what you said here? I think this is correct like it's just kind of like at Hogwarts you just learn about like translating them and it doesn't really have like that magical component it's more about like reading that's like what I got as opposed to like using them match so like this would maybe be another class that you like don't use magic in yeah I think it's mentioned um like, they talk about her homework is always, like, translating runes. And that's, like, really the extent to what we hear about ancient runes in general. So I think that's, like, a fair assumption to make is they were... It's kind of just, like, um, decoding and, like, translating. I don't know, like, why that's a super useful thing, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> um... I don't know. Like, I guess if you want to go in and, like, maybe do, like, something similar like, what Bill does and, like, treasure hunting, that could... It could be useful in that way. But, like, as just, like, educational purposes, if it has, like, no practical use with, like, magic today, it seems like a very odd class. If they're just, like, translating old texts that, like, are theoretically already translated. I mean, I wonder if it does have, like... A yeah, I wonder if it like use, but it's just like kind of outdated and like no one really uses yeah. it. But like, I don't know, someone like Hermione who just like loves to learn and like would be, I don't know, she could probably find like an application for like using. Yeah, rooms. yeah, I would be a lot more interested to see like what they actually do in the class because, like I said, all we ever hear about is translating. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I don't know. I wonder, too, like, um, I don't have, like, any support for this, but I wonder if you were, like, to make, like, magical items, like, 
a wand or like something like the Goblet of Fire or like Gryffindor's sword. Like, I wonder if that would require some like knowledge of ancient runes and like using like kind of like how we see runes used in like other magic systems of like using it to like construe magical abilities into an object. Yeah, something else I was kind of just thinking at, cause I, thinking of because I have this um poster on my wall of like wand motions, mm-hmm. and I wonder if like wand motions could have like evolved from yeah. runes, like if they were like if they started out as kind of like drawing runes in the air, yeah, that like connected to the spell they were trying to do, and if like if if it's evolved from there because we do know like theoretically. From what we hear in the series, like wand movements are very intricate and a very like important part of casting spells. Yeah. Um, like you have to do the correct wand movement to get the correct outcome as well as saying the correct word. Um, so I wonder if like the wand movements could have evolved from runes in some way. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. It's very, I do wish we knew a little bit more about, like, what classes were like in ancient runes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to continue on my notes if you had something else to add. To oh, that. well, the, the one thing I wanted to add was about the the name, Bathsheba oh, ba- Babylon. Yeah, Bathsheba. Um, Bathsheba's a religious name, that's by what the I was way, mentioned in the Bible. It's the name of the biblical wife of David and mother to Solomon. Um, don't know the significant. I think it's just like the author. Well, Solomon just, like, was a king, I think, right? King Solomon. King Solomon, yes. Um, Solomon, I think, was the one who like solved the dispute between the like two women claiming to be the mother of a, the child by saying like, "Why don't you just like cut the child in half and like take mm. each take one?" And then he knew that like the real mother of the child was against that because like obviously she didn't want the kid to be cut in half <laughs> interesting <laughs> I, I wouldn't sure. have been able to whip that out it's been a while I since i went to sunday school um i didn't go to sunday school and I <laughs> well it's really funny because my family we do like pub trivia online yeah. every thursday and i feel like there's always like um at least one like religious question or like a religious category you know how like in jeopardy there's always like a bible category and every time we do this it's like dang this just reminds us how long we all like it's been since we all went to church (laughs) that's funny um okay uh oh the other thing about the her name um that the etymology section on the wiki says is like babble from babbling obviously and like yeah a cryptic language of ancient runes like because we use babble to like kind of mean like talking but not really saying anything or like also the tower of babel the tower of babel as well talking about the bible again um yeah dang we're just getting all of the religious (laughs) um connections today anyway you can continue <laughs> <laughs> um what i was just gonna say next is kind of something that supports the idea that all they do is really translate runes is the book that they use is the spellman syllabary that's like the only known textbook for ancient runes and like a syllabary is like it helps you translate stuff um <laughs> 
like I said, we really don't know a whole lot about this course. We know Hermione took it from third year up until her sixth year because she does mention it in sixth year. So it's not one that she dropped. Um, And we know that Percy and Bill took ancient runes because we both know that they had 12 OWLs, which meant that they took all the courses offered at Hogwarts. Um, And then, yeah, the... But why didn't they didn't get time turners? No, they did not. Or maybe they did. I mean, yeah, maybe they did. I wonder. I wonder if every elective is like has to be um, a two year course. Oh, you, you know, mean, like, like I wonder if you could three, do like like your third year and the other two your fourth year yeah like i wonder if you could do like two years of ancient runes and learn enough to take the owl on it or something you know oh yeah yeah, yeah. um Hmm. because i don't think there's at least from what we know there's no stipulate because you know how like in high schools in some high schools it's like you have to have two years of a language and they have to be the same language Mm -hmm. like you can't take spanish one and german one or whatever Mm -hmm. we don't know if there's any like requirement for that so like theoretically if there is no requirement for that like you could just take two different courses every year Mm. i don't know yeah. I don't know if that would prepare you well enough for the OWL, I guess. But yeah, hmm. yeah, I don't know if like you have to take it all of the like all three or all four extra years or whatever. Because I guess you reevaluate your you reevaluate your schedule at sixth year anyway. So whatever. Um, but yeah, that's about all we know about ancient runes. Like I said, the only kind of like consequential mention of it that we get is. One quote from Hermione, I think, coming out of the OWL, she's like, I mistranslated Iwats and Iwas or something like that. Iwas and Iwas. Um, I forget what each of those translated to, but she, like, ran back and was going to try and, like, because she, like, realized she made the mistake. She was like, I was going to go talk to the professor and, like, see if I could get it points back for it or whatever. Um... And then she mentioned it, that she thought the Deathly Hallows symbol could be an ancient runes in, yes. an ancient rune in seven. Yeah. Okay. So on to another class that only Hermione takes. Um, we have Muggle Studies, which is another elective. Um, and it's exactly how it sounds. It's basically just teaching about the history, culture, and like day-to-day lives of muggles and how they were able to live without magic, which I think is, like, a funny way to frame it. it. Like, they're, like, teaching magical kids, like, this is how, like, they need these things because they don't have magic. And, like... <laughs> this is how the other half lives. Can you uh, believe it? Yeah, and so, like, it explains things like technology, science, electricity, like, all these things that aren't super applicable in the magical world or don't work in the magical world like we know about technology doesn't really work in the magical world um and we know that like i think hermione had to write an an essay um explaining why muggles need electricity and i find this kind of funny because like we know that like do we know that electricity doesn't work around magic too like we know that like technology doesn't work around magic but like electricity would be i think we i think it doesn't work around magic because, like, that's why they use, like, fires in Hogwarts. 
Yeah. But, like, that's something that, like, wizards could really benefit from. Like, yeah. wizard, wizards could need electricity, too. <laughs> like, they don't need it to, like, heat their homes. But. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, I feel like they, I feel like they could use it to heat their homes. Yeah, like, that's true. Fleur comes in this complaint about how cold Hogwarts yeah. is, and I feel like we get mentions of that. Like, it's big and drafty. Like, just put a central heating unit in there. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. Um, like, I get that there's magic that also accomplishes the same thing. But, like, magic is something you, like, actively have to do. Like, yeah. electricity and stuff can just, like, run also, on its own. you would think that they could, like, do some magic on, like, the heating unit so that it's, like, more efficient and, like, yeah. never breaks. And, you know, like... Yeah, and, like, lighting using fire just, like, doesn't, doesn't make seem a lot of super sense. efficient. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, pens, um, pencils, you know, those things could help. Uh, so, Muggle Studies as a class is largely considered to be a quote-unquote soft option, um, but there is some use to it. Um, we know Hermione takes it because she wants to see Muggles from a magical perspective um but she drops it after third year due to time um and then like i think percy says he like sees value in it if you want to like go into something like arthur weasley um like muggle relations it's important to like know these things um so we do know of a couple professors who taught it so professor quirrell did teach muggle studies before 1990 when he went on went away to like Transylvania where the fuck did he go oh no yeah. he went to Albania Albania duh because that's where Voldemort was I don't know why yeah. it's always Transylvania um but he used to teach muggle studies and then he just magically came back and was like I'm gonna teach defense against the dark arts and Dumbledore yeah. I guess didn't ask any questions sounds good <laughs> um and then apparently in a Hogwarts mystery, the year after Quirrell is taught by Aerith Sikander in 1990 to 1991. Don't know anything about that. And then all we know is that, like, before 1997, Charity Burbage um, started teaching Muggle Studies. We don't I know. I wonder why they. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, you wonder why they didn't just make her the. Yeah, why didn't they just make her the know. professor in Hogwarts mystery? I don't know. Because, like, her it wouldn't teaching, be like, like, seven years wouldn't be a particularly yeah, long no. time. Um, um, but we don't know exactly when she started. We're never... Because we're never told that, like, Hermione's professor was Charity Burridge. Um, yeah. We just know that, like, she was there pre-1997 because she was the Muggle Studies professor when... Um, she was abducted and killed by the Death Eaters and Voldemort. Um, and that was after she was writing, like, <laughs> quote-unquote propaganda about uh, positive pieces for on muggles for the Daily Prophet. And so that's why they, like, decided that they wanted to kill her. Um, I think it's weird that we don't ever get, like... Because Harry... Okay, so that scene is a Harry memory, right? 
Or is that purely out of Harry's perspective? That's purely out of Harry's perspective. Oh, okay. So, but it's mentioned in the paper that she dies or something? Uh, that she's, like, gone missing, I think. Yeah. I, I just, like, find it weird that we don't get, like, a Hermione being like, oh, Professor Burbage. Yeah, I think it's just that all of that happens before... Yeah, before, I guess, like, they meet they up. Perfect drive, yeah. yeah. I mean, Draco is definitely seen to, like, know... She, he knows who she is. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as her name, I feel like it always just, like, made sense to me as, like, a Muggle Studies professor name. There's not really <laughs> some, anything super interesting etymology-wise, like, Charity Burbage. I don't know. Like, Charity, I guess, if you could see it as, like, wizards see Muggles as Charity. I don't know. <laughs> charity cases. <laughs> Um, and then we do know that 1997 to 1998, the year Snape was headmaster of Hogwarts, Electo Caro, who is the sister. I always get confused never, with those two, but the I sister, never know which one is the um, sister. <laughs> was the Muggle Studies professor, and Muggle Studies was made a mandatory class um, during this time because they used it to try to brainwash kids into believing that, like, muggles were, like, animals and inferior and deserved to be, like, killed or, like, placed inferior below wizards. Um, and wizards were meant to rule over muggles. So I think it's interesting that they, like, just, they made it mandatory so that they could (laughs) co-opt it. Like, okay. Um... And the one other thing we know, like, we don't really know anything that they get taught besides apparently electricity. Um, but we do know, I don't know, I don't remember the source on this, but the textbook is Home Life and Social Habits of British Muggles by Wilhelm Wigworthy. Something that I thought of while you were talking about this is like, so. Arthur Weasley presumably took this class if it was offered at Hogwarts. And he still doesn't know what a rubber duck is. He's still so clueless about everything. Maybe it wasn't offered at Hogwarts. I guess maybe. I don't know. Like, and presumably he probably would have had to do pretty good in it. Yeah, you would think. I don't know. My guess is it wasn't offered. I like that theory. I, wait. Oh, Dumbledore was headmaster by the time. Weasleys were there. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like it would be something that, like, Dumbledore would start. Yeah. Maybe he just didn't start it until after. Maybe he saw Arthur get this job and not know what a rubber duck was, and he was like, we need a muggle. We got to change that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it would be a super interesting class to take as well. Mm. I think that, like, if I grew up in the wizarding world, I feel like it would be very interesting. Okay, so the last class we're going to be talking about is another core class, um, astronomy. So astronomy was a core course at Hogwarts taught by Professor Sinistra, Aurora Sinistra. Um, That name. So her name definitely comes from, like, Aurora is a word that's used in, it means, like, light, Right. Yes, I think it's because like it's light. it's aurora borealis. borealis is like the word the Latin word for the northern lights or like the scientific name or whatever, um, and sinistra. I like I'm trying to find her etymology on here, but I don't know if she has a section. 
Um, so from sinister. sinister means left or with a direction to the left. Oh, yeah. So the most probable explanation for this is that most planets of the solar system rotate anti-clockwise. <laughs> okay. Um, it also could be like evil menacing, but she's not connected to the dark arts in any way. Um, they also, the wiki posits that it could be like an allusion to like dark and night sinistra. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And then Aurora indicates a relationship with the dawn. Um, it's derived from aurora a phenomenon which occurs when solar winds interact with the earth's magnetic field so there you go that. and what is that what is what when you what like uh i don't know science <laughs> 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 i try to think of a more specific like it's not geology because it's not like the study of like the earth or like the materials of the earth but like magnetic field what would that physics. be physics i guess the magnetic field around the world or the earth anyways <laughs> so in astronomy class students study the movement of the stars and the planets and so i so if you look at astronomy and the study of like the movement of planets and stars within the lens of like this is a magical school you obviously like your brain jumps to like the the position of planets affect things on earth but Mm. like that's what divination is um Mm. so astronomy feels like a weird subject again for them to take if there's no like practical implication Mm -hmm. i mean like and theoretically it's not astrology like we're not yeah, going the pseudoscience route like no. astronomy straight up is science and there's also like nothing in what we learn what we know about this class to indicate that they're saying it has anything to do with like that yeah. the that the position of the planets like have yeah. any impact on earth and like yeah. magic and stuff like that so it's weird to me that it's a core subject because like theoretically astronomy would be just as useful to these students as to me and I never had to take an astronomy class there was an astronomy class taught at my college I did not yeah there there's like Um, generally is because so like everybody always like oh that sounds cool like and like easy it's not it's taught in the physics department like astronomy is like entirely math and physics and like I don't understand I don't understand the magical component to this. I don't understand how they're using magic in astronomy class because they're looking through telescopes, which, like, maybe they're, like, better telescopes because they were made with magic, but, like, they're telescopes, right? Like... Yeah. And it, it there just, like, doesn't really... I, don't, I guess I don't maybe it like seems magical. It's like, oh, we'll the have the kids have a class at midnight yeah. where they look at the stars. Yeah. I don't know. But it just seems like it's a weird. Like, I don't, I just don't understand. And I guess you could say this about a lot of subjects that we take in school, but I just don't understand what like the practical implication of this 
is. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, unless you want to be an astronaut. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's really tough because now that I work at a school, kids will be like, why do I have to learn this? And like one of the kids the other day asked me, they're like, have you ever used any, like, I think it was like in terms of like algebra, they're like, have you ever used algebra since you left school? And I was like, yeah, it's super important. Because, <laughs> uh, like, I don't know how to answer that question. Like, no, I haven't. It really is not super helpful. Like, I didn't take a math class in all of my college. Like, I mean, it depends on the job you do. It could be very helpful. Yeah, yeah. But, like, these kids right now want to play pro golf, so nothing in school <laughs> seems that helpful. <laughs> Anyways, so like I said, the classes took... First, in their first year at least, the classes were said to take place at midnight on Wednesdays at the top of the Astronomy Tower, which is the tallest tower in Hogwarts. And so they go up there and they look through their telescopes and they... Ah, the stars. Look at the stars. Draw their it's star like, charts. Yeah. Um, that quote from... The Fault in Our Stars where they try champagne for the first time. And they're like in Amsterdam and the waiter goes like taste likes the stars or something like that and like his uh net like dutch accent i used to quote that all the time and like in that accent okay (laughs) anyways (laughs) um okay but what we know that they do in these classes was their first year we know that hermione was quizzing ron on a map of jupiter at one point in third year, we knew we know that they were drawing star, star charts. In fifth year, they were studying Jupiter's moons and filling in blank star charts. So literally just the same thing. And then a notable event that occurred during the astronomy OWL was this is when the students witnessed Hagrid being confronted by Umbridge and Aurors to try and fire him and get him to leave the Hogwarts premises. McGonagall showed up and tried to intervene. She was attacked by the Aurors and took at least four stunning spells straight to the chest, and she was taken to St. Mungo's as a result. This is when Professor or Madame Pomfrey has that line like, Four spelling, stunning spells to the chest at her age. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's about all we know about astronomy. Um, the astronomy tower is where Ron, or where Harry and Hermione take Norbert to get picked up mm-hmm. in their first year. It's where Dumbledore dies. It's where Dumbledore dies. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Trying to think if there's anything else that happens at the astronomy tower. Yeah, because that chapter name is like. Or there's like something that says like the lightning struck tower. Is that the chapter name or something? Yeah, that feels. That feels like chapter. A chapter name. Yeah. Chapter names are something trivia-wise I will never, ever be good at. Like, some people can just, like... Like, I'll go on Sporacle and take Harry Potter quizzes every once in a while to, like, brush up on my Harry Potter trivia. And some of the quizzes are, like, what is the name of the 12th chapter in <laughs> Harry Potter or in the Order of the Phoenix? Like, that is something I will never... That's ridiculous. Um, no. But... <laughs> So I was, like, uh, sitting with some kids that I work with and one of their dads the other day at dinner, 
And the daughters had, like, mentioned to the dad who, like, works for the school. They're like, oh, how's your podcast going? Or, like, they mentioned in front of him that I had a Harry Potter podcast. He was like, no way. He was like, are you really good at Harry Potter trivia? And I was like, I mean, like, to, like, not Harry Potter fans, like, yes, I'm very good at Harry Potter trivia. But to, like, diehards, I'm probably, like, about average. And they pulled up this Harry Potter trivia thing. And the questions were, like, really fairly easy. It was, like, name the four houses. Uh Like, name the four marauders. And then one of the questions was, how many staircases are there in Hogwarts? (laughs) And I was, like, I, like, knew it right away because it's, like, a common mm-hmm. like trivia question and they were like so shook they're like how the heck because it seems like a very like weird thing to yeah. know if you're not like in the harry potter yeah, fandom exactly. but like in the harry potter fandom it's like very common trivia to know it was just like really funny that is speaking funny. of harry potter trivia so for a pop quiz today i'm going to um edit Audrey's statement and make it correct. <laughs> Which two electives would you take at Hogwarts? Okay, but I asked everybody else three, so... Oh, oh okay, okay. We're gonna oh, do yes, three. I'll, I guess I'll answer three then. I said which three and only three. You're not allowed to be Hermione in this case. Electives would you choose to take? Because I feel like I foresaw that people were gonna be like, I'm gonna take all of them. So, mm-hmm. And I don't like when people don't follow the rules. <laughs> so the options are divination, care of magical creatures, arithmancy, ancient runes, and muggle studies, just as a refresher. So we got a lot of responses. Micah said care of magical creatures, ancient runes, and muggle studies. Shelby, um, who it's telling me recently joined the group. So welcome, Shelby. Welcome, Shelby. Um, said I would love to take care of magical creatures because I love animals. I think ancient runes would be difficult but really cool and I think muggle studies because divination is kind of a joke and arithmancy would go over way over my head. Fair. Fair choices. Linda said care of magical creatures, muggle studies, and ancient runes. Sophie said care of magical creatures, arithmancy, and ancient runes. Morgan said divination, care of magical creatures, and ancient runes. I think that was the first divination. Um, mm-hmm. Anne said muggle studies, ancient runes, and care of magical creatures. Everyone said care of magical creatures. Interesting. Also, everyone said ancient runes. Really? Yeah. Dang. Everyone said care of magical creatures and ancient runes, and then... Out of the six people that responded, um, one, two, three, four of those said muggle studies as the third one, one said arithmetic, and one said divination. Huh. Interesting. Um, okay. My, I would definitely take care of magical creatures. I get that. And I think I would take arithmancy and ancient runes. Hmm. I have no interest in divination. Yeah. And muggle studies, I think I was just like, I get the need for it, but I think as like a teenager, I wouldn't see the need for it. Okay, so this is kind of hard because I'm really, I'm really not super interested in any of these. <laughs> <laughs> like... Charismatical creatures. I think that'd be a fun sure. one to take. Yeah, I think it would be fun. I think 
Yeah, I would definitely, I would take care of magical creatures. If I had better options, I might not. (laughs) I would take muggle studies. Like I said, I think that would be super interesting. I feel like even if I was a muggle-born, kind of like Hermione, I think it would be super fascinating to like Mm, see what they learn. And then the last three just seemed kind of awful. Really? Yeah. I think, okay, I chose arithmetic and ancient runes because, well, I think divination seems awful. But arithmetic, I guess you could kind of equate to math, and I liked math. I always liked math. And ancient runes, I took Latin in high school, so, like, I feel like that's the most similar you're going to get. Yeah, I... I don't know. I think arithmancy sounds more interesting to me than ancient runes. Yeah. Um, but I am afraid that, like, people say it's, like, a really hard class. <laughs> like, I would be afraid to take that. But I'd probably do arithmancy then. I'd lean more towards that. But I'm not super thrilled with any of these options, if I'm being completely honest. That's fair. I think the the positives are really in the core courses at Hogwarts. Yeah. Because, like, none of these you even use magic for. Like, care of magical creatures, you can sometimes use your wand, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't really use your wand in any of the electives. (laughs) I feel like charm should be split up into, like, maybe more specific courses. Or at least, like... There should be offshoots of charms that charms you take as electives. Yeah, like I feel like there should be like a healing course or yeah, like, cool. uh, you, you know, I just feel like there should be like a healing more magic. specific yeah. type of like charms almost offshoot. Yeah. Like a home act. Like I think of, yeah, or like a home act or like a magical law kind of as like an offshoot mm. of like. History I'm trying to, like, magic, think of, like, class, like, electives and courses. Or, like, some sort of, like, art class. There's, like, absolutely no, like, artistic. No, but I think that's kind of because, like, I feel like charms and transfiguration and potions even are kind of seen as, like... Yeah. Like, you can be but, creative like, and, like, put your own spin on it. Like, I feel like yeah. there's more emphasis in magic on, in, like, Hogwarts in general, on creativity, like, as part of magic as opposed to, like a side thing yeah but i still feel like it should it could be beneficial to yeah have, no like, i don't some sort of, like artistic class because they're like portraits and like statues and stuff like that are like yeah. fairly prevalent in the magical yeah. world and like i get that like making them is a little bit different than just kind of like how we do it in the muggle world but still i know i just feel like the electives are lacking in inspiration okay you heard it here first folks I don't disagree. <laughs> That's my hot take for the episode. <laughs> Replacing Katie's trivia corner with Katie's hot take. I got. I do have some hot takes out there. I feel like I, I have a little mini trivia corner. We talked about Will Creek Fly Cross and the three Ds. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. Go rate and review our podcast. We love it when you do that. Uh, <laughs> really butters us up. And you can find us um, dropping every other Tuesday on the various podcast platforms. We do have another review since the last time I checked. We got, I think we were at 51 before, now we're at 52. Oh, another rating, but not review. Yeah, I don't know if it was a review. Yeah, because June 6th, it looks like, is the last review. 
Um, you can find us on social media. We are Wizard Studies Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and Wizard Studies on Twitter. You can email us at wizardstudiespodcast at gmail.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash wizardstudies. You can join our Facebook group at Wizard Studies Podcast Group. I think that's all. Just, just about covers it. Yeah. As always, thank you so much for listening. And remember, just do your best. We'll do the rest. And learn until our brains all rot. Right.